Welcome to the Meteor Station Virtual Reality Podcast. It is March of 2023. We'll get into the latest news, of course, but we'll also be getting into in-person VR and talk about VR arcades and our live event for our VR film festival. So look forward to all of that. And to get into all that with me is my constant co-host, Gruen. And I guess before we get to you, we should mention that we do have a guest today, which is Mike from Augmentality. This is a local VR arcade owner, and he is behind the live venue for our VR event. Our VR film festival will have an in-person event, and it will be hosted at his studio, so we'll be talking to him today, so look forward to it. But anyway, now it's on to you, Gruen. What do you have going on? What goes on in your world? What's exciting? So it it is spring. I don't, it's really not spring, but everything's already growing, so I've got a lot, a lot of yard work. To, but yeah, so the <laughs> The film festival, it's kind of interesting because the the people at Film Freeway that you have to register through so people can send in their films and all that, and they they require an in-person venue. And we originally thought we would just do the film festival virtual, but they said, no, you have to have a physical place to have a presence. And, and this all just worked out nicely because to have that in-person place be a VR, VR arcade where people can go and watch these things. It just turned out great, I think, accidentally. Yeah, I completely agree. Because when we first heard that, it was like, that is the most ridiculous thing ever because we built this VR platform so that we could do a good job showing these VR films, these 360-degree films. So why would we need an in-person venue? But then, yeah, I completely agree. This is going to be actually really cool. They kind of forced us into this cool opportunity where we get to show off these films and do this fun in-person stuff. And yeah, it's going to be actually fantastic. Yeah. And we got to meet Mike and he's a very nice guy that is in love with the world of VR like we are. So all good. Yeah. Cool guy. Yeah, what goes on with you? In my world, I have been doing some nerd projects. I'm enrolled for a couple of hackster projects, and I have finished one. I finished the easy one that was due first, and it took me forever. And also, you know, it didn't help that I was sick for legitimately a month straight out of the very short amount of 2023 that we're into, and my main desktop I used for everything died and all that good stuff. And my second project, or I guess I should say what my first one was, it's basically I got a Kill, killing touch your device. Computer. Your first project was killing your computer. Ah, yes. Mud. That would have taken a lot less time, but that just needs a hammer. Uh, the actual project was um, they provided a capacitive touch device, and I used it to make it so that I can control this LED strip that's within a 3D printed sign I made, and I made it such that it interacts with Twitch streams such that when the stream goes live, the sign turns on, I can control the color and the brightness and the on off, and so it can Twitch with chat commands. And that was supposed to be my easy project and uh, encountered some hurdles and it took some time because my other project is much crazier. It is a drone sentry that's supposed to like use OpenCV to identify like, that's a deer, I should chase it away from the yard and that kind of thing. And it's the kind of project that should be taking like a team of people a year and I've got two weeks by myself. So it's going to be interesting. I hope I can do something about it. So anyway, that's what goes on in my world. Nice. Oh, and I I did think of something that I'm working on. I am working on a gathering in a new metaverse that uh, is going to bring um, Trump and Biden together for the first time in the metaverse. (laughs) That's true. 
That'll be a spicy yeah. one. So that'll be exciting <laughs> to see how they do in the metaverse. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Well, cool. Should we jump into some VR news? Yes, VR news. What do you What do you know? Oh, I know it all. I know it all. Hmm. I don't know why this one struck me so funny. I guess partly just because it's so relatable because we were talking about Echo VR and how it was so silly that Meta's just shutting it down when there's so many other better solutions than just going, bye, boop. Um, right. And so apparently some players of Echo VR, some fans of it, were flying a message over Meta headquarters to protest them shutting it down. I don't know why that struck me funny, but... It huh. did, just some angry nerds, which, you know, I say lovingly. We're nerds here, so, you know, but I thought that was amusing. That is interesting. I did not hear about that. Yeah. So, some other things. Apparently, the Quest Pro price got cut down to 1000 bucks from its 1500 which, you know, pretty notable dip in price and kind of got a lot more interesting right there. Maybe they just wanted to see... Can we cash in at this high price? Maybe they had already priced yeah. it at a thousand. Just like maybe someone will buy it at fifteen hundred. Let's find out. Oh yeah, money. Anyway, back to thousand. <laughs> you know yeah, what they no, actually that, did, but that's how it worked out. That should always be. If if, if it was me, that that that's always been done over time. You start high and then it comes down, and you know you got to make some of that money back. And you know the the hard part is like you you have to wait until people are beyond the part where they could go back and get their money back and and save the difference. So, you know, when you see your sales start to taper off from the initial people that jump in, Marketing 101, I did not know they lowered that price, but they are talking about coming out with the Quest 3 this year. And they're saying that that is going to be more powerful and probably a little, little pricier than the 2. So it's interesting that they're, I don't know, how long has the 2 been out? Two years? Uh, Time means nothing anymore. I don't know. Yeah. Well, so Quest 3 this year, they're saying for sure. But I thought this was interesting that they're coming out with AR glasses in 2027. I mean, that's a long ways away. Why is it going to take four years to come out with their AR glasses? And there may not be AR anymore by that time. Everything might be just what? chat GPT AR slash. <laughs> Those chat GPT contact lenses are just. Yeah. yeah. They do everything. You, they they show you yeah. things before you even know you want to see them. That's a long ways away, though, really, isn't it? Four years? I mean, it really depends. Like, It's kind of like microwave time. I think you made a comic about that, like that different times mean different things. Your comic is perfect to convey my point against your comment. <laughs> no, hmm. um, but like, for instance, an MMORPG, if one gets announced and they're like, it's going to take us 10 years to develop, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. Or if it's... Someone's like, I'm going to write a short story. It's going to take 10 years. You're going to be like, that better be a really good story. Why is it taking 10 years? So for an air headset, it is something where it's like, yeah, you probably want it on the market sooner than that. But if it is going to take four years, that makes me think it better be cool. <laughs> Whatever they're doing better yeah. be good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and speaking of... AR, you are the one that told me that Adobe Aero was out for AR development. Have you looked at it? Nope, just aware of it. Yeah, I downloaded it. I've got it ready to go, but that was just yesterday, so I haven't done anything with it. So that's out, Adobe Aero, A-E-R-O. And so we will have to start programming our own augmented experiences. Woo, wowzers. 
Yeah, I have to beat you to this one because this is Apple related. Because Apple reality got postponed to June. So it sounds like they want to basically release it at the Worldwide Developers Conference, which some people predicted it kind of makes sense as a good way to promote it and all that good stuff. But yeah, it got delayed till June. So that's news. So you know that TikTok had acquired Pico two years ago, right? And Pico wanted to compete with Quest. And their plan was to bring a bunch of people on board in the States to compete with them. And I guess now TikTok parent is going to cut all all these people that they hired in the U.S. They're cutting hundreds and hundreds of jobs. But the Pico 4 is in Europe and Asia. And I guess it's not being sold here yet, but it's going to be like the Quest pricing where it's $4.99 for the 128 and $5.99 for the 256 And the reviews are super good. Everybody says it's better than the Quest 2, but they don't have the software library. And that's the big... Mm you know, downfall, but it, uh, yeah. it's supported, it supports Steam VR. So you still have a lot to choose from, right? I mean, yeah, Steam has a bunch of good stuff. It does make me wonder. Yeah. So one of my friends has the G2, which utilizes Steam VR as well, but it has issues with the key mapping. So sometimes he's trying to navigate this or that, or press this button. And it's just like, mm, I, I guess I just don't have that button. <laughs> like, the keybind is just not there, and if the game doesn't properly set that up, it's just like, well, all right, rip. <laughs> Whereas, you know, I, I've mentioned I have the Vive, and stuff just works for me. It's great. So it makes me curious if that would be an issue for them, because it's one thing to have the library, and it's another to get to, you know, fully utilize it. But who knows? Hopefully it's all good. Yeah, I know you've had a couple times where you wanted to do something, but it was only on Oculus. And I know there's a way to on-ramp some of that stuff, but... Yeah. Anyway, Yeah, there's a thing called Revive that's pretty good and works a lot of the time. But it's also, you have to keep in mind, like, the types of controls. Because there's the little joystick on some of the Oculus controllers. Is it all of them? I don't know. Uh, Obviously, I'm a Vive user, but... On the Vive, it's a trackpad, and so things where it's trying to make this character run around, oh boy, that is that is some rough stuff sometimes where you're just like trying to, oh, please continue registering my thumb, oh, no, please run over here, okay, I fell in lava, that's cool. Uh, so, not necessarily the best for Vive even when you use Revive and get to play the Oculus stuff, so similar issue to what I was talking about for like the G2, but different, I guess. Yeah, well, and so that made me think of the flip side. Flipside had the big announcement yesterday or the day before where they released a new version of it. And I did jump into it and I did see some of those improvements. I haven't done much with it yet, but it is only out right now for the Rift and for the Quest 2 or for the Quest in general. And then the next step is Steam, right? So I guess companies probably, you know, it makes sense that they have to get everything ready for Oculus. You know, that's got to be their first priority. And then they look at Steam. I guess the better thing to do would be release it everywhere at the same time, but maybe that's just not doable. Yeah, and unfortunately for me, I do agree with the tactic. It's a very profitable market over there on the Quest Store, so makes sense. But yeah, that was kind of big news because I guess they had taken it down back in like July of 2022, I think. And so it's now getting released. That was what, yesterday? So early March? So it's pretty wild 
But to me, whenever something happens like that, they probably made some very significant improvements, and I'm curious what those are. I look forward to it being on Steam so I can find out. And most importantly to me, I really, really want them to make it so that we can use this dang thing for 360-degree videos because it would be perfect for us. It would be wonderful. And all we need is something like this camera we use on VRChat to document things in 360-degree. Uh, mm -hmm. on awesome shows we could make with that thing but i guess we'll find yeah, out i sent i did get in there and i told you the obs is how they're still saying to export but i sent a message to lux from flipside who we've had on the podcast and right. i don't think he's awake yet because he's on the west coast so if he answers <laughs> while we're talking here i'll let you know what he says perfect stay in suspense world diverse yeah so i'd seen a couple of things just in the community not so much news i guess but I, they stood out to me just one note I saw was that the PSVR 2 is being found to be much more comfortable. And obviously, I'm a PC VR, which is not a statement to uh, be divisive. I do not care. You enjoy whatever platform you like out there, Internet. But um, yeah, it was just interesting that people are commenting on it because that's always a step in the right direction anytime things become more comfortable in VR because, I mean, that just makes for longer, better play cycles. So. That was cool, and the thing I thought was interesting for you potentially, Gruen, because you are all about the idea of flying around in VR, I guess Project Wingman's pretty good. Someone was hyping that one up, saying that they hmm. were pleasantly surprised, just thought it was really good. So. Is this a uh, Wingman? Is, is that like the Top Gun reference? Is yeah, it, that's what is it, it looks Air like Force? Yeah, okay. Yeah, what else do you have? Uh, I guess with that, should we go talk with Mike from Augmentality about in-person VR and all that good stuff? In-person VR and the Meteor Station VR Film Festival. Let's go. Ooh la la. And then uh, look forward to, after that interview, us getting more into the in-person VR stuff and, yeah, more about the festival. Let's run over to where he is. He's over here. Wee! Let's go. Well, we're here with Mike from Augmentality, and we already kind of got your backstory and how you got into running a VR arcade, but if you want to share with the rest of the class what your background and how you got started is, that'd be a good way to kick it off. Yeah, yeah. So to kind of keep it short, um, I wasn't always in virtual reality. I used to, my background is completely in restaurant catering or in uh, commission sales. When I was in commission sales with AT&T, this is back when HTC still made cell phones and they were my favorite phones back in the day. Uh, they, we went down to a summit with AT&T down in Miami and this is when HTC first released the Vive, the very first OG Vive and they, everybody was testing it out and I thought it was the most amazing thing in the world. Things came out like the Samsung phone attachments and other things and those were fun to play with you know because i was selling them working for at t you know years go by you get tired of the commission sales game i had no idea what direction to take and my wife is like well what about the virtual reality stuff you should run a business there isn't anything like that out there and i said well you know what maybe because there isn't anything out there like that there wasn't a virtual arcade in north carolina or at least around the raleigh durham area yet but i also didn't know what the engagement would be the virtual reality wasn't quite a thing yet you know what i mean the, the oculus was out some people tested it, but it wasn't a, a a worldwide phenomenon. I guess it is sort of today. So it started off as a side gig, four stations. Eight stations became twelve. It became my 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 work, my my everyday job. And then yeah, so I've been I've been 
the arcade has been around for five years now and uh no signs of slowing down which is amazing awesome yeah yeah so did you know anybody else in other states that were doing that or did you just kind of create it from the ground up yourself well, it was created from the ground up i knew there was very very few out there uh and i mean you know, i think i think i looked at one that was at the time in pennsylvania that i tried to mimic off of and uh and I, the what i have it was built ground up so what you see in most arcades everybody's got their own bay they're all kind of separated but they have their space where mine is you guys see my stores more of a, a social interaction environment everybody still has their own station their own space but they're kind of together in one room so it kind of adds a more social aspect which is unique compared to any other vr arcade that's out there because all those have their own individual bays so even though you're still in a chat inside of your headset there is there's something comfortable about being within i guess an arm's length away from your your best friends when you're playing games together um so that's kind of where i went with my design and tried to keep true to that as i kept adding stations yeah, nice. And so you've been doing this for a bit now. So let's say you suddenly have a time machine and ignoring the fact that you could go to the Jurassic era and see a dinosaur or something. What would you tell past you do differently with this VR arcade if you had that opportunity? Ooh, good question. So I would probably tell myself, don't sweat trying to be on top of the game with the equipment. So I think what most arcades got themselves in trouble with, especially when COVID hit and they couldn't update, they wanted to invest in the top-notch equipment, the top-notch this, the top-notch that, which is great. What you want to be, you want to be able to advertise yourself as, I've got the best equipment, I've got everything out there. But honestly, for what is out there now, the experiences in the games, there isn't enough on the market to make full use of the brand new equipment out there. Um, so, and then, then I got myself into that trouble as well. I wanted to add stations, but I wanted to upgrade to the new Vive. So I wanted to get, I wanted to try the Cosmos when it came out in the Vive Pros. Um, and it turns out that the OG Vives overall had the best satisfaction out of everything that we tried out for the games that were available. So I probably, if I could go back in time, I would change where I invested into to more of the software aspect, something more for the customer instead of trying to be on top of the game as far as hardware. Because at the end of the day, most customers were just their first time in the VR and new hardware means nothing to them. So that's probably where I would go. I would, I would have changed where I invested to offer more. I would have, you know what? I would have invested more into the free roam aspect instead of having the higher equipment on the stations that I have. That's something I've always talked about, but always seemed like out of reach to set up as far as pricing is to have a free roam room. And that's probably where I would have gone if I would, if I can go back in time and tell myself. Nice. Yeah. So I've, I'm wondering, like, you get parties, obviously, you get birthday parties, a bunch of kids want to come do VR together. And then you, you also get some business interest, right? We do. We do. Um, and that's picked back up. So before the shutdown, we did a lot of uh, the team builders and the business stuff because we were downtown. We were around a lot of the office buildings. Uh, we have since moved away from downtown Durham. We're in a shopping center uh, about 10 minutes out. Uh, and so that in post-COVID, we hadn't or haven't had a lot up to date, but we're doing a lot of that now. We just recently uh, did a, a team builder with an you know, electrical company that's out uh, towards Burlington. Um, so we've, we've got a lot that would come in from, from Greensboro. We had some that come in from Fayetteville, from Virginia, and then a lot of the local businesses. So yeah, we're doing a lot more team builders uh, to come out and just either play games against each other or play games uh, on a team. Just a it's, a it's a great escape from the work environment that's outside of going to a restaurant or a bar. This is kind of just adds that extra something that you haven't done before. Right. So 
Talking about teams, like, have you had any exposure or contact with any of the, the VR leagues, the gaming league? No, I actually haven't. Uh, that was probably going to be the next step moving forward. Um, there hadn't or haven't been um, a lot of tournaments out there uh, outside of like the regular esports on, on PC. There wasn't a lot of virtual reality tournaments or leagues that uh, were going on uh, with the reopen and everything. Those are starting to pick back up. But no, I haven't been in contact with any leagues. That would be a, a lot of fun to get myself involved to, uh, to make use of the stations because we have people that ask about them, but I haven't quite got myself in the door or, or nowhere to kind of pick apart where the vr leagues are mm -hmm. yeah that would be pretty sweet yeah I'm, i agree so the obvious question is what are the most popular and i already know the answer but what what are the most popular games and what do you wish was the most popular game <laughs> absolutely <Like what>? <laughs> yeah. so our most popular game well there's there's i always have a, a top three that i recommend because this one's I always ask for one if it's a multiplayer co-op it's always arizona sunshine everybody's obsessed with killing zombies in virtual reality that's what everybody wants to do when the first thing i ask them so arizona sunshine number one always number two beat saber just for name off of, off of um, name recognition uh, most people know what beat saber is off of the commercials what they see on tv youtube videos things like that beat saber number two number three is probably loco dope that's a, a nice hidden gem that's not really one that's really recognized when they come in uh, but when I give them the option of, hey, here's Loco Dojo, which is like a VR version of Mario Party, uh, that seems to sell itself. And when they play it, they seem to have a lot of fun. So that's our, our next most popular game for a group of four that come in. What I like to see more pick up, I have a game called Propagation. I don't know if you've played Propagation before. It's also a zombie shooter. It's only two player, which is kind of the downside, but it's a more intense zombie shooter compared to Arizona Sunshine. Has more of, I guess, a Resident Evil feeling. It's a wave shooter. There's not a lot of moving around, uh, but it's a, a very intense. It's a good 20 25 minute run from start to finish and it gets it gets you pumping and i wish that had a lot more pickup than it does yeah i i played the demo for that when it first came out and it's probably like the best free demo i've seen like for a game it's very good and thorough and like it just keeps going it's like okay i get it and then it's like oh no the story's progressing so if you do a single player at home i believe it's free to download and play as a single player i think it's like a you know if you're at home i think it's 10 bucks it's not an expensive game to to have the old multiplayer function but if you can get a multiplayer function and play with a buddy it's a really fun intense game for about 20 minutes of a good zombie shooter yeah nice so speaking of uh games if you got to just pick a game to just come into existence whether that's for your own benefit or for your arcade or whatever floats your boat what would you pick there's a lot of big name games that don't have commercial licensing that i would love to have in an arcade setting uh and forgive me you probably hear the dog in the background being nuts but resident evil and skyrim if those two games could be built for a Skyrim's harder because you have to have your own account and you're building up your character. So I don't see that being a possibility ever. Uh, but Resident Evil would be a fantastic name brand game that would love to have in the arcade uh, that just doesn't have commercial licensing available. Those two are highly asked for that I would love to carry. That's interesting. Yeah. So they don't have a commercial license. Is there, is there a reason for that? Like they do they feel like that will hurt their individual sales or something? You know, I don't know. Um, I do know that was it seven? I believe it's it's either seven or four. I can't remember which one it is. There's one that's only made for the Quest, and there's one that's only made for uh, PlayStation VR. Uh, so I don't know if they're if it's more of a 
What's the best way to look at it? I don't know if issue, yeah. yeah, right. I don't know if this is platform specific, if that's the issue, if they have the contracts for that, uh, or if they can make, you know, a remake of two, three, or four in VR and, and put it on Steam and make it available for everybody. They they should. <laughs> I think they're missing the mark there. But yeah, there's just not uh and they and they may as well. But there's there's a lot of games out there that are all that made for all platforms that they just they only have uh individual licensing for. There is no commercial licensing for them. Uh, so that's kind of the downside from my side as the arcade. Would it be a great game in arcades? They just and I don't know what their purpose is behind it. They probably make a lot more money on the individual sales than they do on the commercial licensing, which to me, I mean, they, they're getting ever so many cents per minute. They're charging us to, to carry the game when they get played. So they'd be making money no matter how many times it gets played. I don't see a downside to them. So I don't know what it would be their issue is on, on the on the business side of things, uh, other than maybe there's not enough arcades in existence for them to warrant having commercial license. But yeah, there's a lot of games that should have commercial licensing that just don't. Yeah, it might be a thing like they don't realize that these people are not, I mean, not everybody's going to run home and buy the game, but if they enjoy a game there and they do have VR at home, they're going to run home and get it. So it is good exposure. It's like having, a, having your cars in the rental car world so if somebody rents the car and likes it they may go buy one but exactly it's um, it's, a, it's a giant test yeah. drive station yeah yeah so you described yourself as a movie buff and we'll be working together yes. on this live event for the film festival we're doing have you had the opportunity to see any 360 degree films yet no that's what i'm excited about this uh so i am a huge nice. movie buff i've done a few you know videos within vr but more ar more of like you're experiencing a concert from like the first row type of thing or like the videos that would they would used to release for the the Samsung for the T for the for the phone where you're, you're kind of in an environment and something's happening around you. So they have those experiences made for that. But I've never really uh, experienced a full built 360 or built for VR ground up type of video. Uh, so I'm, I am incredibly excited about this because, you know, that's the future of virtual reality, in my opinion. There's a lot more than just games. Uh, so I, I'm excited to see what's what's out there. Yeah, you're in for a treat. Yeah. You look like you're dancing, Grun. Oh, dancing. I'm trying not to. Um, He's pop locking. No, this uh, the furniture is not cooperating with my avatar. <laughs> yeah. Well, so what about what about you, Mister Donut? What's what's your favorite VR film? Uh, who? Um, what was the name of it? Uh, you know what? I'll feed some questions back to you guys during the Dead Space thing. So I don't know you. if I asked this question when I met you guys, uh, but what brought you into this? What made you want to do a festival for virtual reality? It kind of, when VR first came out, it was like, we both really just thoroughly enjoy making content. And so for us, we were on the content making side. And so we've participated in film festivals. And I'm trying not to get too negative on them because, you know, some of them were fair. It's like they were intending to have a different setup and then COVID happened. So they had to like make do. And so I don't want to flame, uh, you know, film festivals that were in a rough situation we're just trying to figure something out but like uh the vr films were like a google doc with a link to a youtube video that and youtube doesn't even do that good of a job of displaying vr and so we just saw for improvement we saw an opportunity and i i come from a programming background and so i was like i bet i could make a film festival and so i I did. <laughs> like, all right, well, once I figured out all the key aspects of it, because, uh, you know, it's it's not that hard to integrate just uh, films on a hard drive, but I wanted to make sure if I needed it, I could have AWS setups. Um, so because that's like the streaming services that you see with like 
YouTube sort of setups, the, um, shoot, what's it called? I'm blanking on all my terms today, but uh, the Dash, there you go, Dash streaming yeah. setups and that kind of fancy stuff. So once I figured out all the major hurdles, I was like, okay, we, we can do this. We're we're good. We can have a cool setup. And from there, it's just like, you know, you just keep going. Like, all right, well, the minimum functionality is just a menu that shows videos and that's you know easy to do and then you got to make it cool so i that's why we're doing the whole planet thing of just like being able to walk around and just intuitively find everything and the part i'm really hoping to make fully cooperate is multiplayer because i'd love to make it so that you can at least walk around and talk to people before you go into videos but supposedly fairly tricky to make it so you can watch videos at the same time because of the different delays and stuff but it'd be great to be able to just socialize the whole time because one of the downsides of vr in my opinion is it's like i like to socially game socially watch things all that and vr it's like you are in a headset so you have to virtually hang out with people which isn't necessarily a downside at all like that's how i hang out with my friends so being able to instead make it so that you can watch these films and things with friends that's not really a thing right now it seems like i haven't seen anything with that so i mean you can do it with like vr chat and stuff but it's flat films i'm talking 360 degree but anyway kind of yeah. rambly but that's the that's the long of it <laughs> yeah and like big screen you can watch movies with other people but it's still a flat movie you're in vr right. so it looks like you're in a theater but you're watching a flat movie but yeah and for me i think the the thing is we want to encourage any kind of VR expansion people creating and, you know, there are different categories for the festival. And so we're just hoping no matter how big the first one is that we can grow each year, which if, if this festival is growing each year, that means VR content is growing, hopefully getting better all the time. And uh, yeah. So, uh, and I think it will. I mean, you, you've seen how, Explosive VR has come just in the last couple of years. Well, you know, uh, thankfully for the Quest 2 releasing, it kind of released it to the masses in a way. Uh, so you, with that, there's new more content coming out. So I think, yeah, now that we're now, I think the games have established themselves, and you'll see more games and more higher def graphics probably now. Now we get into the entertainment side, which I think is going to be the next explosive thing in VR. Because it's it's and then you mentioned like watching a a movie in, in like a movie theater in VR, which a lot of people do, even back when they had the Samsung phone thing. That was a that was a, a favorite of mine when right. I did in that to go and watch a movie inside because it felt like you were in a theater, uh, and it's it was a really cool thing. So now we're a few years past that, we can get into being in an interactive movie with a friend. That would be an incredible thing to experience for sure. Yeah. yeah, we're we're hoping we can get uh, Steven Spielberg to submit ET three in <laughs> VR. <laughs> They're just going to yeah. jump over ET two and just go straight to ET three because they should have made two a long time just, ago. Can you just shoot him a quick text? You know, hey, yeah, I, yeah, I already Stevie, did. He can you make this for us real quick? Yeah, get some explosions in the background. Call up Michael Bay. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you oh, never know. So is Michael. <laughs> Sounds like Michael Bay is a favorite of yours, or what? No, I mean that's that's just his, his staple. If you watch a Michael yeah, Bay yeah. movie, it's explosions and <laughs> right. We do right, like right. explosions. And by the way, yeah. uh, the movie I was trying to think of was Invasion, the one with the bunny. It was the first one that yeah. was just like that is really well done. Have you seen that, that Invasion? It... Do you know what he's talking about? I do not. Is that uh... okay? Yeah, yeah. You have to you have to enlighten me on that. Well. Where, where could he see it? Well, where would he have to go to go see it? Just any of the video playing platforms in VR. Uh, it's it's a free one. Yeah. We shouldn't spoil it, though. It's short, but yeah. it's just well done. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, that'll be on my to-do list for sure then. Yeah. 
Yeah, now you have homework. How's that feel? <laughs> Just kidding. This is the, this is fun work, so I'll take it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so for anybody that's interested in the in the festival itself, the the idea is just to make sure we're all on the same page that we're going to have the the videos watchable over the weekend in January. That we've already picked the date and it's out there, and and then we will have this opportunity for those who want to be in person and they can come to the Augmentality location in Durham, and uh, there will be tickets so that we know how many are coming at what time and, and they can see uh, the, the films there as well. And then we announce winners, right? Pretty uh, basic yeah, setup. So we'll, yeah, we'll be figuring out the ins and outs of exactly how and when we announce winners, but, but yes, <laughs> there will be an announcement ceremony. Winners will be clear. We'll, yeah. Should be awesome. Should be a lot of fun. Yeah. Actually, I've got a relevant question for... Uh, we may as well pull both of you. Uh, so, in-person event, we get to choose our destiny here. What would be cool to include? What would just be like a thing that you would love to see happen as part of our in-person festival? Um, engagement, really. If I would love to see people enjoying it in person. Obviously, most people are going to watch this online because uh, this is where it's widely available, and that's where if they have a headset at home, they're probably going to do that at home. But I would love to see the in-person engagement. There's something different from uh, and just to just to back up, one of my favorite things about owning a VR arcade is to watch people inside the headset, their their facial interactions, their enjoyment with their friends, and so this would be part of that realm. Uh, the engagement in person, coming in, watching the videos on the station. I want to see your reactions. I want to see your excitement, uh, how you feel about it. It's a real joy of mine uh, to to see people enjoying virtual reality. So. Yeah, get that engagement out there. Come in, even if you watch it online. Post some videos about it on your social media. Like I, I, I get, I get a real enjoyment seeing other people enjoy what VR virtual reality is. Yeah, yeah. And for me, I would say the, and you have to think of something too. We had talked about this once. There's a, there was a restaurant in Florida that was having people do uh, VR tastings. So you eat something, but in VR. You know, they they can manipulate it now. They can do smells. And so I think something interactive like that would be fun, even though that's not what the festival's about. It would just be kind of a cool thing to have people do a quick experience also. And if we're getting experiences, hopefully we'll get good experiences that they can do for the festival. And, what about you? Yeah. I, and I was going to say pizza. Pizza would be a, <laughs> pizza. a good thing. Oh, pizza's always a plus. Yeah, absolutely. Pizza, yeah. pizza and donuts. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There's a really good donuts place just down the way from your spot, so maybe. Mine is going to be very off the wall compared to you guys, but I like making ridiculous gadgets and gizmos, and I want to basically, it, it'll look a lot like a 3D printer, but I think it would be a lot of fun to make it so that I can basically auto-generate a shirt with, like, basically shirt markers, and so someone says what they want, and it just makes it. I think that would Ooh. be fun. And I think I can That's do it. That's next level, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, I think I can do it. We'll see. I have a little less than a year, so it's on the agenda. Be the hottest selling Christmas toy next year. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so have you, been, have you been to Ducks Donuts? I have been to Ducks. Yeah, really good, yeah. really good. It's another uh, local bakery that does really good donuts, but I can't remember the name off the top of my head. But I guess it meant nothing, so I can't remember the name. So <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> the donuts were just so good that you just weren't able to retain anything but their flavor. So, <laughs> whatever yeah, it was. Forgettable donuts. Come see us. 
if you remember. Ooh, that's actually <laughs> so, a great name for some reason. <laughs> um, okay, so give us your top one, two, three, whatever you want of your personal favorite games. VR. Personal favorite games. All right. So are we going single player or multiplayer? Oh, uh, whatever. I mean, you get to do three, so you could, whatever, however you would do them. You, I can mix it up. Awesome. Really, so, yeah. yeah, my absolute favorite game is a game that I carry. Uh, maybe you've played it before. It's a game called Pistol Whip. It's a single-player game. It's a single-player shooter, but it's very John Wick. Uh, it has the graphics of Super Hot, if you've played that before. Very kind of um, crystallized red guys jumping out at you. And it's moving you down yeah. the street, and you're shooting at these guys as they jump you, but you're also dodging their bullets as well. So it's very interactive. Very uh, pretty intense. It's a lot of fun. That's been my favorite game since that came out in 2020. I play it all the time. Beat Saber number two. There's just I mean you can't go wrong with Beat Saber no matter what. There's just something addicting about that game. Slashing blocks with lightsabers. Very Guitar Hero. If you're a fan of Guitar Hero and you've never played Beat Saber, absolutely play Beat Saber. Uh, it's, it's Guitar Hero with with lightsabers. You can't go wrong. Uh, my third one. Uh, that's going to be a tough one. It's kind of a mixture. So probably probably a game called Skyfront. Skyfront is an absolute blast. If you're with with friends, with your buddies, it's a good multiplayer game. It's a zero gravity flight shooter. You're flying around the environment, attacking each other. You know, it's not it's not the best for the motion sickness ones, but, but as far as the game, I mean, the, the maps are, are built very well, uh, and it's just a really fun multiplayer game. Uh, I mean, no matter when I play it with my friends or my employees and I play it, or watching my customers play it, everybody has an absolute blast playing that game. So that's probably going to be number three for uh, for one of my favorite. Nice. Did you want to tackle that one? Do you have a quick uh, top sure. one or two, three? Yeah, you're going to have to think of yours too. So you're going to have to come up with something other than paintball, paintball, and paintball. So and that's going to be okay. That's going to be a roughie. Yeah. Uh, yeah let me right. be thinking. Yeah. So for multiplayer, I probably actually have to go with Phasmophobia just because of the experiences I've had with my friends. It's been very fun. It's a staple of October. Uh, we basically binge it each October and. There are always solid updates for it in October. It's just one of those games where it's like you describe it to people and they're like, why Why would that be fun? But it's just so good. It's it's just fun. Especially with, we always play with a full group. My favorite in general is Half-Life Alex, which I'm sure is going to be the answer of many, many people, but it's, it is very good. It's a very well done game. And then probably the uh, best well built game in VR. Yeah, it, it's so good. It's ridiculously good. And I think my third place would change on the day, or like not third place, but you know, third answer would change on the day probably. But um, I think maybe it's because you mentioned Skyrim earlier, but I hadn't played Skyrim when I got to try it in VR. And so it was very mind blowing. And, you know, there are a million mods for it. It's a very good VR experience. So I'll go with that. Okay. So. Yeah, I'll I'll be the big letdown here because I'm I don't I don't play games that are going to take me hours. I just I don't want to you know I want to be able to play something, get in and out if I'm going to do something. So yeah, paintball is good for that because you can play for ten minutes or you can play for thirty minutes or I guess you could play all day if you want. But I would say so Saints and Sinners, which is probably the only long running game that I've gone further with than anything else. I, what I need to do though, and, and so like the third is not really a game for me, I like to create and that's the medium Adobe medium, which again, it's not a game, but that's the only play, other place that I spend any amount of time and creating animation again, not a game, but I need to find a good, maybe, you know, since you're the game expert, I need to find something kind of like Duke Nukem or TF2. 
So TF2, yeah. Duke Nukem, something like that, where it could be multiplayer, where you know the three of us can jump in and 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 play. Serious Do you Sam. know something like that? What's that? Yeah, I was thinking There's Serious a whole Sam. Swing I think called Serious Sam. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if they have multiplayer, but I've, I've, I, that was the game I was going to bring up when he mentioned Duke Nukem Serious Sam. That's a lot of fun. I don't know if there's multiplayer function in that one. Um, I've heard is. good things about yeah. about the play, though, for sure. Uh, Seer Sam's definitely one you want to look into. If I've you were into Serial like, Sam. Mm, nice. <laughs> I don't know that one. <laughs> um, there's a few. If you're, re- I'm assuming you want to just do it like a, just like just jump in and do some shooters with your friends and jump out, right? Like a shooter. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, definitely do like a wave shooter, like Arizona Sunshine. It's I mean it's been around for a long time, but that's definitely one. They could play with your friends. You could do the horde mode. You could kill off waves of zombies, and then you just when you're done, you're done. Um, yeah. But that that one will always keep keep you keep you busy. Um, most of the shooters, unfortunately, outside of that, are outside like or like a Serious Sam or or getting into the military shooters, which are fun, but they are hyper realistic reloading. So that's something that you have to yeah. have your own training for because you have to the, like actually reload your magazine, pull back the hammer, grip your weapon. Very very busy. Uh, but most of the games that are coming out now are built for that, like Pavlov and and uh, Zero Caliber and all those games. There, they're supposed to be like a Call of Duty type game, which are very very fun, but have that extra element of you better know what you're doing a little bit. <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah. Be- beginner multiplayer shooters are hard to find. Well, I'll check out Mr. Sam on the other front, which is the the film festival. Just for normal films outside of VR, regular films. What are your top two or three? films out of film so i mentioned this before i've got my categories so my all-time favorite comedy ace ventura uh, that shows my age a little bit uh but i love ace ventura always have since it came out back in the 90s huge jim carrey fan you can really name off a lot of the jim carrey movies in the 90s and they'll be in my top but ace ventura has always been my favorite um as far as you know action film uh saving private ryan is going to be on on the top of the list there huge world war ii movie fan so i like a lot of those or military movie fan really but saving private ryan is just top notch Third one, ooh. I like the movies that make you think or you go into a movie thinking it's not going to be that good and it really surprises you. There's a couple movies that fit that. There was a movie that came back in, uh, I think, the 2000s, City of God, which was it was I wasn't expecting a lot of but had like one of the best cinematographies of the movies that and what's what's the what's the movie the the Englishman it was not the the, the Englishman the gentleman um oh where he's like a he's like a he's like a 007 agent but it's not really 007 I can't remember the name of the movie now it saved my life I wish you um, <laughs> the Kingsman the Kingsman yes sorry thank you uh but that has that the very the first Kingsman had a great yeah. cinematography screen in the church so I like those movies that surprise you because I wasn't Expecting that in uh, uh, the menu that just recently came out, not really cinematography, but as far as a story, a movie that you weren't expecting something and it really comes out as something better. <laughs> the menu that just recently came out was probably one of those movies as well. So, uh, yeah, on top of my comedies and my actions, I like movies that can really smack you in the mouth and hit you with something good. Yeah, you made me think of The Matrix, which I never mentioned like in my top five, but that first one was groundbreaking. But yeah, I'd, my three, I, I would say, is Shawshank Redemption, Braveheart, and Forrest Gump. Oh, excellent. And that leaves you for your, what's oh, your top right. three? I have no idea. I didn't know it was going to be hit with this. I'm going to throw a Zoolander out there, and I'm being heavily influenced by you today, Augmentality, but the hit-you-in-the-mouth angle of movies, the twist at the end of the first Saw actually blew my oh, yeah. mind. I'll, yeah. I'll throw that in there. <laughs> But that's a good yeah, one. Though. Hopefully, we'll get some mind bogglers at the festival. 
But yeah, we should probably wrap her up. Yeah. Is there anything you want to shout out or anything? If you're local to Raleigh Durham and you're watching the video, come out and see what we're all about. Come by a store. Uh, if you are uh, a VR artist, and there's a lot around this area, there's a lot of colleges, uh, Duke, Carolina, Elon, that are, are in, in the reality uh, programs out there. Uh, so if you're an amateur uh, or even a professional and you make videos in virtual reality or AR, uh, I like them both. Come by and, and I love to see them. I love to watch them and, or submit them to the festival. Uh, definitely get out there. This is a great experience to get some exposure and to show off your talents and uh, take advantage of it. Yeah, absolutely. Very nice. Well, thanks for coming into the, what is this thing? Into the uh, rainstorm in Vegas. We are. We're Vegas, yeah. <laughs> we're, we, don't, we, don't, we don't get any crap stables or anything. <laughs> right. We have to jump off the building <laughs> yeah. to get in there. That's right. Yeah, this is where you come to after you lost your fortune. Okay, see you later. <laughs> right. <Bye. laughs> All right, cool. That was Mike from Augmentality in the rain room with us. That was fun. I am definitely looking forward to this event. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, a good guy to know. And he's jumped on board with this whole idea, and we, we can have a great, hopefully a great first year for the festival and then just continue to grow every year after that. Yeah, we'll see how it all pans out. What was the game Serious Sam? I love the idea of that. I'm going to have to check that out. I've never heard of that. It's actually an older game. It's a series of games, and I had gotten it as a suite uh, or a package, whatever you want to say to describe it, but a set of games on sale at some point. And it works well for VR because, you know, older games don't require quite as much need for optimization because they're not as graphically intensive. So it plays pretty well. It's pretty fun. And I am fairly certain it does have multiplayer for at least some of them. So, yeah, something for you to check out for sure. Okay. All right. That would actually be a great one for VR arcades, relevant to the in-person VR thing. So here's a question. If you had an in-person VR setup, regardless of, like, that could be a VR arcade, it could be something else, what would your, not ideal setup, because anyone would just be like, well, here's my $10 billion idea. Uh, just, you know, like the uh, more bite-sized, manageable thought for what you think would be a fun in-person setup. Like for an arcade? Well, just, yeah, n not like in your basement, like for some sort of commercial something or other. Yeah. Well, I, of course, you know, I'm probably going to bore everybody because I'm always talking about Mario Kart, but I'd, I'd want to have the Mario Kart type games and mm, yeah, maybe the, the motorcycle, you know, so you could be riding the either motorcycles in VR or I wonder if they have it for the... Uh, what do they call those cruisers in Return of the Jedi? Where you're going through the jungle? Oh, the pod and, racers, yeah. Yeah, so something like that where it could be like multiple things. I don't think that's boring at all. I think that's a great answer. Yeah, so mine would be more like the 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 machines that are built for specific games. And the, the problem with that is they get outdated. With this new thing where like Mike's doing with the headsets, you get a new game and you can put the new game in. Yeah, so if if you spend a lot of money on these these manufactured individual games and then you wait in line to get on this game and this game and this game and then eventually do they break or do they get outdated and then you've got all this money in this game i don't know yeah well i i mean for your idea i do like the idea of kind of what you're getting at where if you've got 
some machine to sit in, if it's a car or a pod racer or whatever, it doesn't have to be, this is a Mario Kart car. It's, this is a car. <laughs> you know, it'll work with any of these kind of setups. And that is an interesting, different take at this kind of stuff. That is actually a cool idea. I like it. So I, you said your idea was going to be the boring one. Now I feel like my idea, because whenever I asked it, I instantly got kind of a vision of what I would imagine. So I think my idea is more boring than yours, although mine involves an interactive wall. So, you know, there's something there. But uh, I've been for a while thinking it'd be fun to have a store. So maybe if we did ever have a store with all these different inventions and board games and shirts and VR accessories and whatever, why not have a VR corner? And so pretty much just a store of awesome things. And then we would have our own games and videos and meditations. So why not show them off? Yeah. And I, I thought of one other thing that would be fun is like a totally padded room so that you could run into the walls, you could fall on the floor, you could, you know, punch and, and nothing's going to break. Nice. <laughs> I like it. Sounds solid. Yeah. yeah cool. So tell me what you hope to see in the film festival. Hmm. Well, for me, it's just seeing innovative things. It doesn't have to be like ready for the Oscars, but I mean, that'd be nice. But I think it, it'd be nice to see some some people try new things and send those in. And by the way, Film Freeway, if, if you have never done this before, go to Film Freeway. Very easy to find. And they will they'll have the way to send us any of your submissions. Yeah, I think my answer is probably similar where it's just like if we expect this or that for Bureau Films and someone does something interesting or innovative or anything uh, that kind of catches us by surprise, I mean, that's always fun. And so maybe something like that. And that kind of also goes for in-person things as well in a very different way, obviously. Uh, like a cool twist or a cool way to film or something is very different than how you interact or what you bring or whatever happens at the in-person events, but like just fun, pleasant, nice surprises, whatever that entails. That's what I want. Perfect. Yep. And we will put the link here. If you're on the YouTube, we'll put the link to our page and to the submission page for the film festival. The YouTube. The old YouTube then. Links abound. Okay. Well, I think I better go outside and get some yard work done. <laughs> it is fake spring after all. Yeah. Right. This was a fun one. Uh, we'll catch you on the next one, Internet. Have a good one. Later.